Welcome to Hair of the Werewolf. I'm Chase, and I'm here with my co-host, Lily. Hey, guys. We are a supernatural horror podcast where we tell each other scary stories that are allegedly true and often have a few drinks along the way to make it a little bit more fun. Oh, yeah. So, cheers to all of you who are joining us. What are we drinking tonight? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you seem very excited about this because we are drinking gin and beer. Well, so I'm right now drinking IP, right. but Lily's drinking gin and juice. Original gangster style. Well, it's like gin and soda. So. Yeah, it's actually like the cheapest gin we could find, and squirt, which is about the closest to juice you can get with soda. Yeah, it's like orange. No, not orange soda. Uh, grapefruit soda. What is it again? Grapefruit. Yeah, it's a grapefruit soda. Right. Yeah. So you're drinking a very trashy gin and juice, which I think just makes it all the better. <laughs> it makes it more authentic. I also think it's important to mention that when I was at Costco the other day, a woman walked up to me and read my shirt, and I was wearing a Hair of the Werewolf logo t-shirt, and she said, Hair of the Werewolf, is that like a salon? <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 it's a uh, it's a podcast. And she goes, oh, well, I really like the name. That's a great name. And so apparently we might need to start talking about hair products on this show. Because yeah, I think we're confusing people about what the show's about. Yeah, so I don't know how many how many people out there are excited to go get the haircut at Hair of the World. If it sounds like maybe it's for like people with beastly hairdos. But anyway, uh, before we start, like we mentioned last week, Lily and I uh, watch a horror movie every night. For each of the days in October, mm -hmm. we posted a calendar of all the movies we were going to watch uh, on Instagram and our other, other social media accounts. We have quite a few people following along, and if you want to as well, please do. At the end of our episodes, we will talk about the movies that we saw during the previous week, as well as the ones that are coming in the next week. And we try to make them as spoiler-free as possible. Yes. Just kind of like discuss thoughts and opinions as opposed to telling the plot. It's not a super long thing we do, but... We don't want to waste time, because it does take a while. Absolutely. Like, a few minutes. And we are also planning on doing a listener scary story episode at the end of the month, and we want to see and hear your personal scary stories. So if you have a scary story or a moment that you want to talk about and you're willing to share it, please send it to us at hotwpodcast at gmail.com or to any of our social media accounts. But please, if you got something good, let us know. We're excited. Yeah, very excited about that. I want to be able to read you guys' stories. And I think it'd be exciting to hear it, in my opinion. And several of you have mentioned that you had scary stories. Now is the time. So get on it. <laughs> um, so I think it's time for the story. And it looks like you got a beast of one today. Okay. So I have a little surprise for you. Mm. It's I love surprises. <laughs> it's actually not just one story. What? But four different stories. Are they related? No. In fact, I'm going to play a little game with you. It's called True or False. Did Lily make this up or is it a true story? So wait, 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 wait. So there's four stories and you've made up at least one of them? Okay, actually, that was a huge lie. I didn't make any of them up. But they're either like a true urban legend that I kind of zhuzhed up or it's like uh, like a true story. Like I didn't have to do anything. So, so I have to decide if it's like a, just a completely true story or if it's an urban legend and probably fake or and fake or largely not true, mostly true or something like that. You know what okay. I mean? You know what I mean? Okay. Which and, is and if I get it wrong, what do I do? And if I get it right, what happens? I need to know. It's a game. Which is exactly why I asked you to get the gin <laughs> because I thought it'd be fun that if you get it wrong, you have to take a shot. And if I get it right, you have to take a shot. Woof, I did not agree to this. I, you just did. <laughs> okay, fine, we'll do that. So, let's get ready. Alright, shot game, shot game, shot game. So my first story for today is The Bunny Man. The Bunny Man. That's what it's called. Donnie Darko style. Donnie Darko style. The story comes from Northern Virginia, and this is their urban legend. In the early 20th century, somewhere between towns of Clifton and Fairfax Station, which is about nine-minute drive between the two towns, there used to be an insane asylum deep in the woods that held some of the most violent patients. As the town of Clifton grew, the residents became concerned that the asylum was too close to some of the areas the town planned on developing. It was not long after that residents expressed such concern that the asylum was permanently closed down and the existing patients would be relocated. The problem was that there really wasn't another hospital close by that could take in this many patients. So instead, the patients were transported by bus to Lorton Prison. 
On the way to the prison, the bus swerved off the road and crashed. Are you serious? I'm getting <laughs> trick-or-treat vibes. Hardcore all, right <laughs> all the patients were accounted for except for one. The missing patient's name was Douglas Griffin. Weeks passed and authorities were not able to find Griffin. However, every day when another search party would go out into the woods, they would only find dead rabbits hanging from trees. Mm. Yeah, they were found gutted, eaten, and left hanging upside down, presumably by Griffin, explaining why he was able to survive so long out there in the woods. You know, anyone can eat rabbits. I mean, why does it have to be him? Like, what makes it presumably him? Like, he's the only human who would go into these woods. <laughs> I think it it's because be of the manner of butchering, where if it was like a hunter, possibly it would have been uh, with a knife, a lot more carefully done, where this was more like mutilated. Could just type. be a homeless guy who doesn't know what he's doing. Well, he kind of is a homeless guy now. So, yeah. So, he could just be <laughs> one of the many homeless people killing bunnies that doesn't know what he's doing. Ah, uh, yes. I forgot. That area filled with homeless people in the so, woods. Uh, I gotta say, when you said the bunny man, I was picturing, you know, like Donnie Darko, a guy dressed in a bunny outfit. I was not interpreting that as the man who eats bunnies, mm. because, like, Spider-Man, to me, is a guy dressed up in a spider costume to spider things, not a guy who but sits in the like corner eating spiders. really in a spider costume. He has spider-like qualities. It's true. It is not technically a spider. He has, like, a spider so, on it. All those three are different. Mm. <laughs> also, this kind of reminded me of Halloween, because, remember, that's how Mike Myers escapes the... Uh, the crash? Yeah, because there's a bus that's being transported, and then it crashes, and the doctor's like, where is he? And blah, Was blah, it blah. a bus in both versions? I, thought it was, I knew it was a bus in the Rob Zombie one, but I thought it was just a normal car in the, in the first one, the original. No, I think it was a bus. What? Man. Well, oh, we're my gonna, God. We're going to find out later this month, because we're going to watch this it This is what again. happens when you watch too many horror movies. You get them all confused, especially like the remakes. But Okay, no. Here we go. Um, so the police had warned locals to not enter into the woods until they were able to find Griffin. But on Halloween night, a group of teenagers decided it would be fun to go into the woods to scare each other. The teens ended up hanging out on a bridge that was not too far from where the bus had originally crashed. Hmm. Knowing this, uh, they began chanting Douglas Griffin's name and taunting him for him to come out. So they just assumed that even though the bus crash was a while ago, he's like, I'm not going to go too far from the bus crash because... <laughs> This is home or whatever? <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is the area I know. I, I don't know. After some time, the group began to get tired and decided to head back into town. That's when one of the kids heard something from the trees. By this point, it was way too dark to see anything beyond the trees. They stood still, hoping they could figure out what had made that noise. Altogether, they decided they would make a run for it. But before they could, they noticed that one of their friends was missing. Panicked, they began screaming the missing friend's name, but there was no answer. They all began to run, and without even realizing it, they all had gotten separated. They would all scream for each other, hoping to regroup, but one by one, it seemed like they would stop yelling back. It was clear that they were being hunted. One of the teenagers managed to escape and went to the authorities as soon as they were able to. Immediately, a search party formed and went out to find the other missing teens. It didn't take long for them to find them because there, on the same bridge that the group had previously been hanging out under, was their bodies hanging upside down and gutted. Oh, just like the rabbits. Exactly the way they found the hanging bunnies the day Griffin went missing. To this day, people warn to never go into the woods at night, especially on Halloween. It's said that if you go to the bridge at midnight and say his name... The bunny man will come out and hunt again. So Chase. So they never found him. They have never found him. All right. So they never found the guy, yet everyone seems to assume every bunny he killed was his and that he wouldn't stray too far from the bus crash. No. So that's kind of his area. It was pretty large area. Might be easier to hide here and there, especially mm -hmm, if you mm -hmm. can hear someone coming by. You know what I mean? So is it true or false? I'm going to say it sounds 100% like a slasher movie from the <laughs> 70s or 80s. I'm going to say total urban legend that you saw stuff. Okay. Well, actually, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> when you said they were being hunted like, yeah. one by one, I was like, this is too story. This is too good. There's no way that this is how it actually happened. I mean, there were actual 
plot holes in the story when I was reading about it. I had to add that there was a surviving teenager because in the end of the story, they all died. And I'm like, well, how did we know what they were doing then? We didn't. We didn't. We wouldn't have. So I had to like Total change Total rosebud it. moment. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. So. So that means you have to take a shot. Aw. In the sake of sportsmanship, not because <laughs> I got it right. I need to take a shot just so that I can make sure that this is good quality gin. Right. I mean, quality I control make, is very important. I want to make sure she's not getting poisoned. But I'm drinking it at the same time. Yeah, that's true. But this is this is pure, unadulterated with squirt. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Okay. So, All right. cheers. Total urban legend. Total urban legend. It was good, though. Total slasher vibes from it. You're imagining the killer... He's so wonked out of his mind that the only things on that he's thinking about is, I want to kill things, but I also need to stay in this little area that I know, which is right near where my bus crashed, because I don't know anything else. Yeah. And it's it's cliche, but in, in that kind of way that we're really excited about. And inexplicably, no one can ever find him. <laughs> never and ever. <laughs> I mean, you would think if this were real. So I also want to say real quick that although this is an urban legend, there is an origin story of where the story may have come from. There are true encounters of the bunny man. Are you going to tell me about him? I am going to tell you about him. Oh, sweet. In Burke, Virginia, which is between Clifton and Fairfax, uh, Fairfax Station, but a little more east of where the original story was supposed to take place, were real sightings of a man in a bunny suit. On October 18th, 1970, the Washington Post put out an article about an Air Force cadet whose name was Robert Bennett and his fiance were parked in their car to, you know, talk near his uncle's house out in the woods. When suddenly, Bennett says, quote, a man dressed in a white suit with long bunny ears appeared, end quote. The couple said that he yelled something about them being on private property and that he was going to report them. Then, out of nowhere, he threw a wooden-handled hatchet through the car window. Oh. Luckily, no one was hurt. A few weeks later, on October 31st, 1970, the Washington Post wrote another article of a similar incident. Private security guard Paul Phillips and his then-girlfriend were also parked in their car, also I'm sure having a lovely conversation, (laughs) when a figure came out of a newly renovated home that Phillips thought was unoccupied at the time, and the guy began to yell at them. The couple was not able to get a good look at the guy, but they did notice that he was dressed in all white and was wearing what looked like bunny ears. Philip then got out of his car and asked him what he wanted. Then the bunny man allegedly began chopping the pole on his porch with his hatchet in a threatening manner and yelled, quote, you are trespassing. If you come any closer, I'll chop off your head, end quote. They, of course, left immediately. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See ya. Um, in the next couple of months, police would receive over 50 reports from locals saying that they spotted the bunny man. Despite their efforts, police were unable to capture the assailant, so that was actually true. (laughs) That one I totally believe, though. Right. So, to this day, no one knows what happened to the person, the bunny man. However, there is a theory that it was probably a local man who was very upset about the new home development in the area. So, he didn't want to... He wanted to cause some sort of havoc, so then he stopped. Was the bunny outfit, like, concealing of his identity well see he didn't conceal his face because the first couple said they did get a good look oh okay but not the second um so what you're telling me is that a really good halloween costume would be bunny ears and a hatchet (laughs) yes actually it would be it really would be and because this legend surrounds halloween the local police have increased surveillance around the area particularly at Bunny Man Bridge, which is what it's called now because of the urban legend. Oh, okay. So, that, so it wasn't originally, it's now it, Bunny Now Man it has been since, yeah. Oh, I want to see it. So these local kids and paranormal investigators love going there and try to summon the Bunny Man. There is a movie that's called The Bunny Man, one word. Really? Yeah, it came out in 2011. <laughs> Why does it being recent make me worry it's really bad? <laughs> Uh, it has a 3 out of 10 on IMDb. That's about as bad as I was worried. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and also, if anyone was worried out there, there is a brewery called Bunny Man Brewing. It's located just outside or just east of Fairfox Station, and I totally want to go there. So, that calling your brewery that totally sounds like the sense of humor I expect from all brewers. Like, that is... <laughs> 
Like it's it's just warmy. It's it's, it's like, like what can we do that might be inappropriate, but we're going for it. Put kind of fun for the kids, and we'll make money on it too, <laughs> right? So this is the picture of their logo. I thought it was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. I wonder how many people, because you know how I also mentioned earlier Donnie Darko, only because I love the movie. I wonder how many people walk into that brewery thinking that was the inspiration. Mm. Because mm. remember, Donnie Darko wore a hood the whole time, but then there was right. also a bunny guy. They weren't the same, but anyway. That might have been a good movie to put on our list. It's not really a horror film, but I remember being very scared while I watched it. Donnie Darko? Maybe next year it'll be on our list. Yeah, I think we that can would do be that. a good one. It's a really good movie. We definitely have a niece who I really want to show that movie to, so maybe that'll be the right time. Yeah, I think she expressed... Interest. Interest, yeah, for sure. So Buddy that... Man Brewing. <laughs> You're in our future. That's the first story. Awesome. All right, so uh, better get ready to get another shot, because I'm good at guessing. Oh, good. Good, good, good. All right, hit me. This is going to be really well told by the end. Uh, the second story is called The Garden City Incident, a.k.a. The Ghost Car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, watch out. Um, so I also want to shout out to my brother, David, who showed me this video and totally freaked me out. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I I remember you talking about this video where a, a car just disappears. Ago. Okay. Right, right, right. Okay. Spoiler. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's a whole thing about it, but here we go. In 2006, a video surfaced on the internet of a car that would disappear and reappear during a chase, a police chase. The video instantly became viral and convinced people that the police dash cam finally captured something paranormal. Here's the video breakdown. One night in Garden City, Georgia, a police officer noticed that a white car was driving dangerously on the road and decided to pull him over. As soon as the cop hit the siren, the driver immediately began to speed away and the chase was on. You then see the driver of the white car make a quick 180 turn for a second, like in just a second, it seemed really quickly, and definitely lost the police officer for a little while. Like he got out of the sight. Right, for a little bit. But during that time when it was turning around, you kind of get a good look at the driver's side window, allegedly being able to see, in theory, the driver. But nothing. But you couldn't really see anything. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Tra -la -la. <laughs> yes. So who was driving? We do not know. The car then begins to nonsensically swerve from one side of the road to the next, then get back into the lane perfectly and attempt to make another getaway. What if the driver didn't want to get spotted, so he ducked and that's why it was swerving? Because he was, like, hiding his head. That would be really smart in the heat of the moment as he's doing a 180. That's a lot of things to do in that moment. Yeah, I'm not smart enough to do that, but maybe this guy was. <laughs> maybe he was. Um, so he tries to get away again, and... As always, like every single time he, he, he guns it, he always outruns the cop. The white car then veers to the left out of view for only a second until the cop car turns in the same direction and you are suddenly met with a chain-linked fence, forcing the cop car to stop. Then, just before the video ends, you see the white car speeding away on the other side of the fence. What? Yeah, clear as day. And you can't see it breaking the fence? No, no, the fence is... Does not appear damaged at all. You don't see a gate. You don't know where or how he got around it. Unless it was like super elastic and folded down, bounced up, but it didn't shake. It didn't look like it was shaking. It's okay. When yeah. you look at the video, that is legit. Like it's still. So this is all captured look, on video. Yeah. You can see it online. What? Right now. For sure. Um, yeah. So this is why people call it the ghost car. So true or false? The car was actually an apparition and to this day police have no idea where the driver is or how they managed to escape by driving through a fence hmm so there is a video there is a video which would suggest to me well it has to be real but then they may have figured things out but at the same time your brother showed it to you meaning it was definitely super interesting and your brother's not like so i'm taking information that our our listeners won't know but your brother is definitely someone who doesn't waste his time on goofy stuff. Like, if he told you about it, it was probably pretty important. <laughs> right. I'm actually going to use him. I'm taking his, what I know about him as credit to say that this is probably true. Okay. It is false. What? <laughs> Yay. I got you. David. <laughs> Curse you. You owe me a shot. 
I'm um, not going to take it, but you have to take one now. Right, he does. Uh, so, yeah, you have to take a shot. Here, I'll pour it for you even. Sweet. Servant. I'm there just you kidding. Go. Servant. <laughs> it's like literally right here next to me. <laughs> so much effort. Oh. Okay, so you, they, okay, you're going to tell me the whole thing, but. Yes. Do you want to take it now or after? All right, so I'll, no, I'm going to take it now, but okay. I have to say, all, all of a sudden, I'm realizing you are very clever with how you laid this out. So I was a bit too cocksure earlier. <laughs> I was going to say, say, not too confident now, are you? <sighs> all right. <laughs> Cheers to all of you who thought it was uh, true as well. Lay it on me. Okay, so here we go. I kind of made you take a shot without telling you the rest. <laughs> so it is false in the sense that the only information I was able to find to prove that is what follows. According to the website called the, Sh- the Shield Gazette, one of the reporters called the Garden City Police Department in 2015 and spoke with Lieutenant Wayne Daniels to get the truth, who was allegedly the cop that chased a white car that night. Lieutenant Daniels said that upon investigation, they learned that the clips holding the fence together had broken off, allowing the fence to swing up and then let the car through, then swing back down, make it appear as though the fence was intact. Daniels also confirmed that the driver was captured and taken into custody the suspect had been wanted in many states and was very dangerous. Okay, so... I'm feeling cheated because I talked about the fence all bouncing back and forth. <laughs> I was not going to confirm it. Obviously, it was a guess that you're supposed to Maybe do I should have taken end. only half a shot. Only a halfy. Well, here's the So here's at thing. least they got the guy. Yeah, and then I also saw that there were like other shows that tried to debunk it, like saying, is it possible? Kind of like uh, Mythbusters did where... They took a chain link fence, tried to manipulate it. Some people said, yeah, if there was like a ditch, it would have been able to kind of like it would have more to, easily. It, it bent up when the car, it would have had to like hit a like embankment on its way back down. So it would have like stopped instantly to make it look like it wasn't swinging. Exactly. Shaking. So yes and no. This, uh, assuming this website is legitimate, then it is definitely false. If so, not, but, we still don't know what happened. So it does sound like maybe it's one of those videos when... Every now and then, videos pop up on Reddit where you see someone in the background, then they just, like, disappear. Mm-hmm. And it's because there's a perfect perspective issue with the camera where they just move in such a way that you just can't see them anymore. Right. Maybe that's kind of what we're dealing with here. Well, or no, no, no. maybe the guy's just really good at driving and evading cops. So it's literally, like... Well, it's a dash cam. No one's, like, manipulating the... Oh, so it's low-quality video, too, huh? It's, a, it's fairly low-quality, but you do see... Is it see... even in color? It is in color, and you also do see the car on the other side of the fence. So that's that's for sure. Like, okay. that... What occurred really did occur, but the, the question is how and, of course, in the paranormal realm, was it a ghost? Did they really capture this guy? Is the website legitimate? I don't know. Uh, so... I think I'm I'm one for So you're one one. One yes and then one wrong. We can still win this, guys. <laughs> By the way, you audience members, you're on my side. I've picked it. You even if you disagree with me, you're on my side. Right. That's just apparently the way it's gonna go. <laughs> we win together, we lose together. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um so I actually do need to take a little break because I know it's a little earlier than usual because we didn't even hit thirty minutes. But um let me just say that the last two stories, one of them is pretty lengthy, and I feel like it's going to have some conversation to it. And your gin and juice is getting pretty low, let's be honest. And I need another gin and juice. <laughs> Don't skirt around the issue here. <laughs> oh, God. All right. We'll see you guys in a second. All right. We're back. So once again, we're two stories into this four-story quiz where I have to pick if it's a true story or if it's a false urban legend. And the stakes are shots. And I've got one right and one wrong, so there's still a chance for me to win. There is a chance, absolutely. And uh, I'd like to think of this more of an anthology thing that I have, although none of them have anything to do with each other. That's okay. Okay. But I think this is a good idea. Maybe we can do more of these in the future. Yeah, I think they're pretty fun. I don't know. It just like occurred to me halfway in my research when I was doing one of the stories, and I'm like, this could technically be an entire story, or I can make it fun and do four different ones. Why do I do this to myself and make more work? I don't know. But I had fun. So the next story that I have is the Scream Murders. I'm actually going to start right away with your true and false question. 
1996 movie Scream inspired two high school students to put on white masks and kill a fellow student. True or false? But I can't even hear the story. Well, here's the tricky part. No. So... <laughs> I'm going to make it really tricky now. Um, Only because, like, it might become too evident one way or the other, if that makes sense. So that's a really good question. If if Scream had come out in, like, the year 2010, I would absolutely believe in copycats because uh, it does feel like murder and crime with students, at least in the media, is a lot more common now. But in the 90s, hmm. 1996. This would have been after uh, Columbine. No, Columbine was in 1998. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Oh, I totally got it confused. So 1996 is when Scream came out. Yeah. And then assuming that these students had caused, it would have been after. So the way the story goes is that the murders would have taken place after Scream, if that makes sense. But after Columbine? <laughs> and, and after Columbine. Oh, okay. So a lot later. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm willing to say true here because I can easily say people many years later may have taken influence I just think that if the movie came out and happened right away, I would have heard about it on the news. But if you're talking many years later, I'm actually going to say that's very plausible. And I'm going to go say true. You're going to stick with it? Why not? Are, are, are you not going to tell me until the end? No, no, no. I'll tell you right now. No, no. I can wait till the end. I'm just curious. Well, I'll tell you now. All right. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to tell you the horrifying story. On September 22nd, 2006... Way later. Yeah, way later. In Pocatello, Idaho, 16-year-old Cassie Jo Stoddard was house and pet-sitting for her aunt and uncle while they were out of town. That night, she invented... (laughs) She did not invent her boyfriend. (laughs) She invited her boyfriend. (laughs) We've all invented a boyfriend Uh, now and then. This uh, is a judgment-free zone. Yeah, exactly. Totally fine. Um... No, she actually invited her boyfriend, unlike us losers, she had one at 16. (laughs) Her boyfriend, Matt Beckham. Around 6 p.m., Matt arrived and asked Cassie if he can invite his friends, Brian Draper and Tori Adamchik, to, uh, to come over. And Cassie agreed. The night seemed pretty normal. Cassie gave the guys a tour of the house, and they began hanging out for a while until they settled on watching a movie. Although, before the movie ended... Both Brian and Tori decided to leave. What Cassie didn't know was when she gave everyone a tour, Brian had unlocked the basement door so that they could sneak back in later. Mm. While Cassie and Matt were still at home watching TV, Brian and Tori went uh, went back to the car and put on dark clothing, gloves, and white masks. You saying white, or were they like the scream ghost? They were different. When I saw pictures of it, they were white, and it looked like a fake painted on blood on them already so it was kind of it was different after waiting a long while uh the two boys decided to first make some noise around the house to scare the couple they were successful matt would also later remark that while all the commotion was going on one of the dogs were actually sitting by the basement door and barking like crazy really but didn't know why they were kind of freaked out about it but they were like Stupid dog, you know what I mean? <laughs> Such a movie scene. It's like, what's right. he barking? Just shut up, puppers. Shut up, dog. And he's like, dude, I'm literally trying to save your life. <laughs> yeah, things are bad. <laughs> uh, the two boys also found the circuit breaker and turned off the lights for a little while, but would eventually turn them back on again. Matt eventually called his mother and asked if he could spend the night with Cassie because she was so scared to stay alone in the house, which incidentally was also located in the middle of nowhere. Oh, my God. This is getting, like, pretty uh, classic horror movie, almost. Matt's mom said no, but did offer that Cassie could come over and spend a night at their house. So, you know, it's fine, but, like, under her supervision, I'm I'm guessing, is what she was afraid of. Uh, Cassie, being the responsible young woman that she was, declined because she needed to make sure that the pets were taken care of. Around 10.30 p.m., Matt's mom came by and picked up her son, and at that point, the strange noises had already stopped as well. So it had settled down. They were like, okay, it's fine. I can stay here by myself. Blah, blah, blah. Can I just say? Okay. <laughs> I can. No, I can see the boy's mom as she was trying to be a responsible mm-hmm. parent. She was offering. She said, oh, she can come over to the house. I feel like under supervision, everything will be okay. But wasn't he already at her house without parents alone? 
Like, all, what could have possibly have happened? More sex? Yeah, I, was I like, don't know. <laughs> it, what they were worried about already had the potential to happen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, this is under the assumption that she knew that they were alone. Maybe they didn't tell her that, like, oh, my aunt and uncle aren't home or something. I, I don't know. Well, I but, guess that's true. But it doesn't seem like they would lie either, so who knows? <laughs> who knows? So, like I said, it was around 10.30 p.m. when Matt left. And um, at this point, actually, when this was later discovered, as, you know, Matt had, was supposed to be a witness, of course, um, on the phone, Matt called his friend Tori, who at the time didn't know why, but would only talk in a very, very whispered voice. In fact, he could barely hear him. It's because they were hiding in his house. Yeah. At the time, he figured that they were at the movie theaters because they mentioned that they might do that later, explaining his quiet voice. But only later realized that he was being quiet because he was in his girlfriend's basement. <laughs> That's so messed up. That is so creepy. Uh, so not long after Matt left, Tori and Brian turned off the circuit breaker again and waited, hoping that Cassie would come down to the basement to turn them back on. But she never did. Brian was armed with a dagger and Tori had a hunting knife and together they went upstairs to find Cassie. There, lying on the couch asleep, was Cassie. The two boys attempted to make noise to wake her up, but when that didn't work, they just lunged at her and stabbed her a total of 30 times. Jeez. Immediately after, the two boys fled the scene and left Cassie alone to bleed out and die. It wasn't until two days later, on September 24th, that her body would be discovered. Luckily, it didn't take long for law enforcement to figure out who the killers were. Only five days after the murder, Brian and Tori were arrested and charged with murder. When Tori was interrogated, it became evident that his story was full of holes. Like, for example, when questioned about the movie they watched in theaters, uh, they'd be like, so what was the movie about? He's like, uh, I don't remember. And like, he literally <laughs> could not get <laughs> with my bro. I don't know. I mean, like, which is fine. <laughs> but my point is, is like, that wasn't the story or the plan. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good job, teenagers, at being teenagers. <laughs> yeah, of not knowing anything. God. So that's that was his issue with the, <laughs> with the storytelling. <laughs> um, it wasn't until Brian was interrogated that he eventually cracked and confessed to the murder. He even led police to the evidence that they had buried in Black Rock Canyon area. There they found masks, the gloves, and a videotape that contained footage of them planning Cassie's murder. What? This, Why did they film that? Because they're stupid. I don't know. God, teenagers are dumb. <laughs> I was a dumb teenager too. So I know. I'm Can not, confirm. I'm not, I'm not saying teenagers are dumb and I was excluded. No, I was also one of those dumb teenagers. Yeah, I don't even know how I made it this far. To I'm honest, probably but... also a dumb 30-year-old. Ask me in 10 years. <laughs> God, I was so dumb in 30. <laughs> stupid 30s. <laughs> uh, so the tape showed them talking about it uh, the day before. Earlier on the day of the murder... And then again, moments after that night. I watched some of the footage online, which I will share with you next. Uh, the footage from the day before shows both boys talking in a joking manner and saying, quote, we found our next victim. She's our friend. But you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. Our first victim is going to be Cassie Stoddard. She's going to be alone in a big dark house out in the middle of nowhere. How perfect can it get? End quote. These people are psychopaths. Super psycho. Do you think, I mean, all right, I have questions for the end. I want, I want to hear the rest of this before I ask these, but yeah. Okay. So on the day of the murder, the boys were also filming themselves in the car, basically incriminating themselves and solidifying the fact that they had murdered Cassie. So that was good, you know, just to make sure that they, they get what they deserve. Um, both teens were found guilty on June 8th, 2007, and were sentenced to life in prison without parole. Oh, yes! Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, Idaho, don't mess around either. <laughs> so, um, there's a ton of information I left out about the case. It's definitely worth reading about. Uh, for example, the two boys had also been had also made a list of names of other students who they were also planning on killing. It's speculated that Cassie was the first on the list because Brian had a crush on her, which apparently the entire school knew about. And uh, so and Cassie would purposely try to ignore him, hoping that he would leave her alone. Can I just point out? Yes. Uh, you don't have a crush on someone if you're willing to kill them. That's no, just but like his rejection. And I this is literally not an excuse. I'm not even trying to like say this was OK. 
but that's what he said or no, that's no, no, what no. that's what's uh that's oh, what's come up through evidence. I get that's what they say, but right. if if you think you have a crush on someone and if getting rejected means you want to kill them, you don't have a crush, you're insane. That's all it is. Completely. <laughs> oh, 100%. Not even question that they're insane. Just one little more thing is that there is a documentary called Lost of Life that you can watch on YouTube. Lost of Life? Lost of Life. Okay. Yeah. It's like about an hour and 15 minutes long. Did you watch it? I, I skipped through it a lot because I, I needed to finish <laughs> my research. We, we, research takes some time, so sometimes we got to do a little of the skip skip. Well, it turns out that I could read a lot faster than the documentary was moving, so I just, anyone totally. would, right? Like, we all can read faster than I hear that. a dramatized uh, documentary. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, that is that story. So, you were correct. Unfortunately, you were correct. <laughs> so, that means, okay, so there's three things to say now. One, it means you have to take a shot. Yes, I number, think I need one after that. Number two, it means worst case scenario, I have a 50-50. Best case, 75-25. So I'm not doing too shabby. It's not that bad. Right. But before I servant it up and pour you a shot, uh, just some questions. Yes, well, I, of course. It's not really a question. I guess this is more hypothetical. Like, So I was I was curious to see, yeah, like, did they, go to, did they go to prison? Did they, mm-hmm. So we found out life without parole, which is good. Super happy about it. But it makes you wonder, like, obviously the kind of people who are going to kill people, their brain works differently, so I have no idea what they would think. But as a normal human being, I would assume, you think after being, like, five years in prison, they'd be like, maybe killing that person wasn't worth it, because now I have (laughs) to stay in a prison cell for the rest of my life, and I can't go to the movies when I want to, like they said they were going to. Right. Or play, play on my PlayStation, or I can't get beer. Literally anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at some point, you're like, was me being angry worth it? And I wonder... So when I was watching the documentary, like I saw, like I said, bits and parts here and there. And there wasn't a segment that I did end up watching for a little while where they first interviewed Brian, I believe was him. And I don't know, maybe he's a really good actor, but he did seem to be incredibly remorseful and just saying, I can't believe I did that. I don't know what I was thinking when I was 16. And he was like 21, I think around this time, early 20s ish. And he mentioned things like, well, I, I felt like a loser. I mean, he basically described how a lot of us felt in high school. We were just not True. murderers. And I wanted to feel sorry for him because you get caught up. But most of us wouldn't choice either. Though. Right. And he's like, I got caught up with Tori. And apparently Tori was more of a mastermind behind it. I, I don't know. I didn't watch the whole thing. So I, I can't quite say if that was true. Anyway, um, and then there was like a small interview with Tori at the beginning. And he came off really creepy. He was kind of joking around and and uh, smirking and and not like not taking the whole thing seriously. And he didn't seem remorseful. Like so he, he might just be legit crazy. He legitimately like felt insane. Like wow. he he scared me when so, I was watching him. So this sounds like for a moment the, the way you're talking about how they were talking to him after the fact sounds super similar to. And we're not going to cover this story because it's true crime, not horror. Mm-hmm. Um, about those two girls who stabbed one of their friends oh, right. in the woods because one of them said the Slender Man told them to do it. Right. But at, after the fact, after the years in prison they've been, there was obviously the the leader who is seems crazy even in later interviews, yeah. and then the one who kind of was following who seems a lot more remorseful. Who seems very, a lot more common than you think. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, and you could kind of see in that that everyone was kind of lonely and... If you don't have any friends, but the one friend you make is crazy, you're more willing to, like, hang out with a crazy friend and go along with a crazy friend because you just want a friend. I guess it's it's one of those things, like, loneliness can either just make you do desperate things. I, I don't know. So I don't know if if that one person who's feeling, if they are feeling legit remorse, you know, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist or anything like this, but if they are feeling remorse, maybe life without parole might be a bit heavy. I think they need to pay debt for a very long time, but... I think it would be very fair to assume someone could be in their 40s and they committed a crime when they were a teenager and they've dealt with the remorse for longer than they were alive before they caused right. it. That maybe that would be time to reevaluate let them maybe? re-enter society. Yeah, so possibly. I mean, there's definitely it's different a heavy social issue. Different things. There were definitely arguments against it. Like I said, it's like a very heavy case. This could be like a two-hour episode easily. I'm not going to do that to you guys, especially since it's not a true crime uh, show. But definitely, like psychiatrists are saying, that the brain of a 16-year-old, and we've all heard this before, when you're a teenager, it literally is physically underdeveloped. Like, it, it, you don't, you haven't And it's in the fully, middle of changing, so it's right. making some really bad choices. Exactly. And so you're like, you can't 
hold them against against someone who is fully functional as a human being theoretically and knows better technically you know what i mean so i don't know i don't know what the answer is but what i can say is this was about 10 years after scream came out it was so with any luck wes craven doesn't have to deal with any remorse but because i think this is more like at this point it's entered the entered the society as like ideas as opposed to directly inspired it wasn't like someone went and did the scream murders like two months after the movie came out like oh this, yeah like this, it was, didn't... this was like oh it's a movie they saw when they were younger and like yeah. oh we can do this yeah they also got inspiration from other famous killers like ted bundy and this was later revealed as well totally. so but yeah the scream thing definitely came into into light and you know with media and everything because they're wearing masks and using knives and all that stuff so can you imagine if you and me put out a story or a movie or a book or you know we're not trying to do any of that i'm just saying imagine we did (laughs) okay um and then like a year later there was a copycat i think that would weigh really heavy on us i would have to do like then a sequel where the copycat dies (laughs) it's like (laughs) totally murdered i was like it's apparently whatever i write comes true so i might as well have some justice force to eat bunnies in the woods next to a bus crash for the rest of eternity exactly yeah all all of time all right so servant time i got a for you shot ah okay <laughs> i forgot i lost i was waiting i was building up oh okay calm down that's a really full shot don't do the whole thing just a little <laughs> <laughs> okay cheers all right listeners Remember, you're on my side. We're at 50% right. We only got one wrong, and we have one chance to get a C, a C average, which is the New Mexico expectation. It gets us into UNM. We want a 75%. This is what we're shooting for. Let's go. Man, a C's get degrees. C's get degrees. Okay. At the university near my home. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. So where was I? Oh, yes. So, on to the last story. This one's called The Phantom Hitchhiker of Black Horse Lake. Oh. Okay, hitchhiking. Super sketchy. Like, I want to help people, but they kind of scare me. So, this is actually right up my alley. (laughs) Yay. So, here we go. On Highway 87, alongside Black Horse Lake in Montana, there's a legend of a ghostly hitchhiker. During the night, a man who many describe as being Native American, dressed in denim jacket and jeans, would sometimes be seen walking along the deserted road. From a distance, people would notice that he's trying to hitch a ride. When the driver gets closer, without warning, the hitchhiker would appear in front of the car, forcing the driver to hit him. If you're a decent person, then you would immediately stop, get out of the car, and go check on the man. Which I'd like to think a lot of our listeners would do. As long as they had a flashlight and a knife. (laughs) Protection. Be safe, y'all. That's true. That's true. Be safe. Be safe. Uh, However, when people would get out of their car, they will see no evidence of the man anywhere. Then, upon investigation, further investigation, they check their car and notice that everything is still in pristine condition. Mm. Of course, in our case, we would just check that the duct tape hadn't fallen off. So... (laughs) Still good. <laughs> if it turns on, the car's all right. It's still good. Let's get the hell out of here. Um, so, it's said that if you attempt to hit and run, then within the next few miles, you'll see him running behind you at an impossible speed, then will vanish into thin air. <laughs> Although there's no evidence of the man ever existing, there are a few theories. One... A man really was trying to hitch a ride down that road one late night when a vehicle hit him and left him on the side of the road to die, causing him to repeat his gruesome fate and at the same time test the virtue of man. Mm. Beauty and the Beast style, but like not romantic. (laughs) (laughs) There's no rose petals here. Kissed by a car. (laughs) Just kidding. Woof. I'm sorry. I can't believe you did that. Uh, I can cut it out, maybe. (laughs) You should leave it, just so that the world knows. (laughs) How much of a monster I am? (laughs) Okie dokie. Theory two. It's actually a skinwalker. Oh. Yeah. In short, a shapeshifter from Native American folklore. Uh, Super brief description here, because I do plan on covering this in the future. 
A skinwalker is typically a shaman who abuses their mystical powers to shapeshift into predatorial animals. In other uh, similar legends, not necessarily Native American, witches possess a similar power and try to lure drivers into picking them up. So they kind of change into an old woman or a young woman, someone that they think um, would get someone to, to stop. So unlike the first theory, where it's trying to test if you're good or a bad person, this is actually just trying to take your soul. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Chase, true or false, there have been multiple reports of people experiencing the frightening encounter of the phantom hitchhiker of Black Horse Lake. So I'm struggling with this because I know you. <clears throat> There's a lot of psychology here. Because if we look at not how I guess, but how it was, first one was false, second one was true, third one was true. And part of me thinks because you like the idea of synergy, you'd make the last one be false, regardless of the story. But at the same time, <laughs> the story was really good. And it's actually kind of believable because you're not asking me if there is a phantom hitchhiker. Right. You're asking me if these stories are reported and this is actually like something that people talk about that's a real issue, which I'm actually willing to believe because there's nothing – we're not seeing anything weird. and People aren't like flying or doing – like this is something that could absolutely – man, it's a lot of psychology here. So I don't, I don't want to let our <laughs> listeners down because they're on my side. Dun, dun, dun. Um. You know what? I'm going to go with true on this. That true that people are reporting that this is happening and there are bizarre reports, but no one's caught some weird hitchhiker who's doing weird stuff. Okay. Like, I believe that this is true. Okay. Well, it is in fact true. Yes! 75%! <laughs> you and it, here we come. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well... <laughs> Like you said, it's very much down to how I worded the true or false question, because um, it's a more of a paranormal true. There are people who swear up and down that they have encountered this entity firsthand. So it's I, definitely something that is a cause for concern for a lot of people driving down that road. It struck me like the Mothman thing, where there is absolutely no evidence, like concrete evidence to prove that there is such a thing as a Mothman, but there are enough people who report the similar and bizarre situations where you would just be like... If you had included the Mothman in this, you mm -hmm. would have to be true because there are enough people reporting that this happens. I'm not saying the Mothman exists, but there are enough people reporting it that this is no longer just a fake story that, right. you know, this is one where we got to believe. So Yeah, mm. exactly. So there you go. Here you have it. Super exciting. And you know what? Because these stories were phenomenal, I will do this one with you. <laughs> there really are no losers or winners here. We're just taking shots. <laughs> it's not alcoholism. If it's sportsmanship. I told my doctor that once. Oh, yeah? What'd they say? I don't know if they heard me under my breath. I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't remember. I'm I just kidding. I, that none of that happened. It was just... <laughs> oh, my God. Our listeners probably do think we're insane. So, okay. in case you haven't seen us on our Instagram, we are currently drinking out of gorgeous Friday the 13th glasses that have... Um, we actually did post a picture of this on our social media we did, today. So you yeah. check it out on Instagram. So it's got uh, the hockey mask on one side and Friday 13th all engraved on the other one, which is my favorite slasher series. They are plastic, so they're really cheap and crappy and they kind of hurt the mouth when you touch them, but they're mm -hmm. super cool and we drink at them every Halloween save for 2019. I think that's actually more appropriate. They're more like stabby little shark glasses. <laughs> it's attacking our mouths. <laughs> so anyway, cheers all you listeners at home. We got a 75%. <laughs> Good job. I'd also like to point out, any of you listeners, if you disagreed with me and you happen to be wrong, it's okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I was still trying to take that shot. I'm like dying over here. All right. So, by the way, amazing stories. This is incredible. I actually really think we need to do this, if not once a year. We got to do this a little more regularly. I definitely this is a plan on doing it for sure every October. And I think maybe I should do one for you. Maybe in the spring. Ooh. Maybe we could do a spring one where I could do a UFO-based one for oh. stories. Four stories. Perfect. This would be really good. We'll because do it there's the... a lot of UFO ones that sometimes you read them, you're like, "What the hell?" Exactly. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> Shit. So anyway, <laughs> um, talking about 2006 here. Okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe around March because this is your birthday month. We'll do it on my birthday month. Okay. Uh, perfect. This is perfect. a good idea. Just remind me because I think this is a lot of fun. 
so now that the stories are done, thank you all for who want to hear the stories. If you're interested in talking about the or hearing about the movie list, that's where we're going now. If not, then we'll see you next time. Absolutely. And don't worry, the movie list thing is only going to last for October. So you don't have to worry about this after that. This if you're segment, not interested, right? if you love it. Sorry, it only lasts through October, so (laughs) either way, we're here to please everyone, or people pleasers. Right. (laughs) Anyway, so it's movie time. Uh, I've been having a great time with our movie list because there have been a few on here so far that Mm -hmm. we haven't seen in a while, like Contracted. Right. That has been a a few years, I think, since I... Been a few years. Well, I think I put it on the list one year, and we didn't even watch it because it had been so, so recent. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've been nervous to use that movie. And we're going to talk about it in just a second. Sure. Oh, okay. But once again, we do our best to not have spoilers in the discussion, just as a heads up. So we're just mostly going to talk about our feelings on movies without ruining plot stuff, which is hard to do with Contracted, but we, will, we won't ruin anything. Right. So let's talk about Contracted, because I think it of all the movies that you could watch this week, if you're joining us, it is the standout as the most unlike the others. And it's also, it's a really gross film. It's very unsettling for sure, but I think we said that last time. So no, absolutely, right. we put a little bit of warning. But it's fascinating, well done. I can't watch it all the time. It's definitely one where if I space it out a couple of years, I can fully enjoy it again mm-hmm. instead of watching it all the time. But the whole thing behind it is it's body horror. Lots of gross stuff literally happening to a body. Not because you have a guy with a knife stabbing or anything. Like you're seeing weird stuff happen to a body that makes you uncomfortable, makes you feel icky, icky on your own skin. Yeah, exactly. In many ways, I would say this movie captures how it actually feels when weird things happen to you. Like, if any of you have ever had, like, an illness that wasn't, like, a cold, like, something weird's happening and you don't know what's going on and you have to go to a doctor and you're scared, You maybe you have something. I think this movie kind of captures that. It's very lonely. Right. It's, it's very, very scary, lonely. But you yeah. also don't want to tell people, even people you love, because you don't want them to talk to you differently because you're, like, you think you're just, oh, what if I have cancer? What if all this? It's a very hypochondriac point of view, and I it's something that I have, and not everyone can share or understand that. But yeah, it, I think it definitely the movie affects you a lot more than it did me. Because and I, it captures and I that scary loneliness effect physically. Because like for me, it was creepy, and I thought it was a very well done, unique movie. The con- the concept of it, anyway, and uh, that was that was as far as I took it. But you're like. This actually goes through my head all the time. Like, I think I'm going to die when I'm sick or whatever. But at the same time, you think you're going to die, but you don't want anyone to know that. So you try to pretend nothing's wrong when you're around people. And in this case, that wasn't a good idea. I would say this is an extreme example, though. Once again, not spoilers, not talking about that. It's a very extreme example of hypochondria. Well, it's not hypochondria, but she's actually sick. I do think it does show a good... It, it's a good example of showing how irresponsible can be because she's around people while she's very obviously sick and none of them try to do anything to get away from oh, her. Oh, this is definitely pre-COVID though. So now we're like seeing the yeah. things where like, man, she should have gone home or like her boss shouldn't have made her like do a double shift. Or I, would, something. I would also <laughs> argue we, we had these point of views before yeah. COVID. COVID's going to make it seem like a little more topical. You have this girl and she's at work and she's so obviously visibly ill like there's physical changes to her she looks ill and the guy's still like we need you to work till the end of your shift or something and it was really gross yeah so So we should probably leave it at that because i think we've already given out a little too much exactly enough about contracted so let's talk about the last week of movies what was your favorite movie you watched in the last week um, let's see, this last week... Maybe not necessarily favorite of all time, but you were so, like, at the end of this week, it was the one you had the most fun with this week. Okay. You know, I don't know why, but I really, really enjoy... Nah, I, I know why, because it's a good movie, is What We Do in the Shadows, because mm-hmm. the last time I saw it was literally my first time. Same here, this is our second time watching And this would have been the second time, and I just... Knowing what was going to happen... And then remembering, it it didn't ruin anything. It's just so funny. And like, it actually made me laugh more because I kind of allowed it to be a comedy. Initially, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't even watch a trailer. I didn't know if it was supposed to be funny or like what was what was happening in the first moments. And then immediately I was like, oh, hell yeah, this movie's amazing. I'm with you. We watched it last night. It's our second time. And I was worried because we loved it so much the first time. Maybe on second viewing, it wasn't going to be as good. It held up. It's probably the funniest horror film I've ever seen. <laughs> Definitely. But it's one more of the comedy films. than horror. In fact, I would tell people who hate horror, this is the one to watch because it's a comedy. It's a mock. The only thing that you have to like be okay with is that there is blood. But it's comical Because it's about and vampires. Goofy. It's, it's goofy blood. so dumb looking that you're like, okay, I'm not... 
I'm not actually concerned about it. It's obviously fake. Exactly. Yeah. And it's hard for me to say that because I am so obsessed with Happy Death Day. That was such a it. It was that was be, fun. That it was, was my fun number too. one until we watched it last night. Until we watched what we do in the shadows last night, and I was like, okay, yeah, this was a really good week for movies for sure. I liked every movie except one. I know which, which leads one. me to my second movie. <laughs> my second question: What was your least favorite movie this week? Uh, definitely Darkest Night. Now, it wasn't a bad movie. I mean, it wasn't like the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, uh, and when you watch horror movies, especially like us, where we pick like some of those B movie things to go through them, we're used to seeing some stinkers. This is not a stinker, but it's not a great movie. Either. No, 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 no. I'm not sad I watched it, but I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. Right. I think I should have been more buzzed. Is all I'm thinking. It had good ideas. It had some cool stuff. Oh, and it had oh, why can't I remember his name? I knew I. We looked up his name. He's one he of put, he plays child. He's in child's in uh, the thing. Yeah, and he's he's in Pitch Black, which is coming up soon. Yep, he's like the Reverend or yeah, something like that. He, he's got this. I think he even played the main character in the Gargoyles cartoon. Like he's got one of the greatest voices. He's an amazing actor. He's in it, phenomenal. So there's good stuff in the movie. I'm not sad we saw it. If you don't have Prime, I would not recommend paying anything paying to see Prime this. to do this. Right, but right, right. If you're having a few drinks and you need something to pass the time, not too bad. You'll have complaints, but. I wasn't sad at the end of it. Right. Exactly. You know, it was there. So. It was new. So the two new movies we watched this week were Black as Night, which we just mm-hmm. talked about, and VHS 94. I think we need to take a moment to talk about VHS 94 <laughs> because VHS 1 and 2 are unquestionably two of our favorite horror films of all time. A hundred percent. But you and me also unanimously really don't like VHS Viral, which was the third entry. Mm-hmm. We respect what it tried to do. There were there were there were segments there were in there that had qualities, movie that were concepts worth. that I definitely liked. I liked. I actually liked the parallel world one. And I did whatever. I, I know <laughs> you, you didn't. Did. I did. And I liked the skater one, which I also did. I remember when we watched it. We had a bunch of friends over, and we were all super excited about it. <laughs> and at the end of it, I remember all the, this whole group of people were all sitting on the couch at the end. We're like. Really? And yeah. there were two people who hadn't seen the other VHS. Is like, this is what you like. I know. Like, no, 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 it wasn't. And we like, r- I know we ruined it for them. We're like, they're never going to watch the first or second one exactly. at this point f- uh, for sure. And it was unfortunate, but oh well. So a Shutter exclusive. The day we had on our list was its first day. Mm-hmm. We did watch it. So let's take a second to talk about it. The first thing I want to preface is you have to have a Shutter membership to watch it. Is it worth getting a Shutter membership to watch it? No. I agree. It's not worth it. You may or may not be able to watch it with the seven-day free I don't know. trial. I think I might have been a little harsh when I said that. I That was my gut reaction. <laughs> but at the same time, being such a fan of yeah. the first two, I probably would have done it anyway, and I would have been like, I'll be the judge of that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, fair. And, and it's a new movie. It's fine. There's some good stories for sure in it that are good concepts. I don't know if it Might was- need a second viewing. Might need a second viewing. Maybe that's what it is. If you don't know the VHS movies, the idea is it's done on low-quality VHS-style tapes, and you have one overarching story that breaks into four mini-stories. What I would say is that it was a mixed bag of Mm -hmm. quality, just like VHS Viral was. The one thing I have to say, though, and I'm not going to change my opinion on it, is the overarching story. It's the cop story, uh, not to give any spoilers, uh, is not only terrible... It's the worst thing I've ever seen out of any of the VHS movies. I hated it. I Which it is something to say because we really hated Viral. So and I'm there we go again. that it was even part of it. And yeah. if you exclude that, I just watched it. I haven't seen it a second time. But I would say I think VHS 94 is better than Viral, but not anywhere near as good as the first two. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> you know, I, I, I agree. It's it's just, it's 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 a it's a silly, silly anthology kind of um, storytelling type of movie. If you've never seen VHS then uh, I do not recommend this to be your first. I do recommend the first one, though. Just so you guys know, upcoming in the next week for Saturday, the day this is posted, we have As Above, So Below. Wait, I thought Veronica was first. Veronica, oh, right, right. Veronica <laughs> is tonight. We haven't re- we, we're recording now. On we're Friday. We're supposed to watch it tonight. You are correct, sir. We did Sorry. cover that in a story. If you guys listen to Hotboxed by Ouija Board <laughs> episode, I think it was the 10th or 11th. I can't remember. Shoot. It is based on that story, and if not, I actually recommend listening to this, and I'm not trying to, like, 
be an advertisement right now, but to listen to the real one because it's based on that true story. And the real story is scarier than the movie. And I was like, oh, hell no. And then that way, at the end of Veronica, they show real police photos of the incident and that just like cinched it for me i'm and like I think this they, is terrifying i think they mention in the movie that it is the first police story submitted with the spanish police as i like, think it is yeah inexplicable causes like it's right. it's everything about it's a little creepy oh yeah a little <laughs> right so for Saturday tonight, if you're listening to us on Saturday, tonight's is As Above, So Below. It's a found footage movie, so as long as that doesn't bother you, right. I highly recommend it. Very good. Then, for- Which is, by the way, Catacombs of Paris. Which we've been to. The story we also covered, and it's by at, the way. It's way scarier than even the movie says it is. It's creepy as heck. Oh, well, if you're claustrophobic, yes. And I am. <laughs> and you all should be, too. Right. And thankfully, we have Pal Cleanser on Sunday, which is The Final Girls, which is a comedy that deals with tropes of slasher films. Highly recommended. On Monday, we have Train to Busan. That's a subtitled Korean, I believe. I think it's Korean, Zombie yeah. movie. It's It actually is one of the best zombie movies of the last 10 years. Totally worth watching. I really like it. Heard there's a sequel that <gasps> came out recently. Ooh. We haven't seen it, but there is a sequel. Oh, I didn't know that. Then we have, right away, another Palette Cleanser. On Tuesday, we have Shaun of the Dead, which is... In most people's minds, like, the classic horror comedy. Yes. Great zombie film. British, everyone recommended. Wednesday, we have An American Werewolf in London, the greatest werewolf movie ever made. Of course. I recommend it to everyone. I just want to say, I love how every time you suggest a movie, you're like, highly recommend it. (laughs) I think it's adorable because I'm like, well, of course, we put it on there. Ah, but we have new movies on here, and I can't recommend them yet. That's true. That's true. You're right. But it's a solid movie. It's old, and just like the thing, it's aged really well. So I I think it's great for anyone of any age. It doesn't matter how old it is. Oh, for sure. And then Thursday, I'm super excited. I'm so excited because every year I beg her for one sci-fi horror. <laughs> and we've got Pitch Black this year, which is a super cheesy sci-fi movie. I love it with Vin Diesel and everything. It's a, it's a creature feature. But it's a kind of like a action-ish kind of film as well and i think this is the oh movie. and it has uh, uh rashida rodha mitchell yes uh she's awesome she was in the crazies she's uh and the, silent hill I one believe. of the protagonists and silent hill mm-hmm. yeah which i have not seen in since high school i think anyway. right probably a good thing <laughs> it's uh i think it's the movie that launched vin diesel into the public knowledge i remember renting it in hastings it was a nothing movie on the and i was i just wanted something sci-fi and it yeah. blew me away it's cheesy, but it's also unexpected. So it's a good... It's just... It's a fun movie. Good monster it's movie. Fun. Yeah, monster movie. Exactly. And then for Friday... Man, we have a lot of comedies this week. Friday, we've got Idle Hands. Yeah, it kind of went hard. I'm not sure why. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Idle Hands, great comedy, good slasher. It's got... David... No. Der, Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. Yeah. yeah. Who, if you don't know, he was Casper... <laughs> <laughs> in the Christina Ricci movie. Like, so, when Casper became a real boy, that was I, Devin Sawa, who was apparently a obviously. teen crush for all, all all those people who had a crush on him. Yeah, so, me too. <laughs> but also Seth Green and quite a few other I had, names. like, the most minute crush on him. I just was excited that Christina Ricci, like, finally found her love, and I was like, oh, I guess he is Cal. But... After that, I never really had a thing for him. Wasn't Christina Ricci like the every girl for girls? Like she, she like she was like the girl I wanted to become. Exactly, they always 100%. had every man's is is like such a common term for like the guy every boy wants to be. But you don't hear every girls. But I think Christina Ricci was the girl that our generation everyone's like, hell we yeah. love her, we want to be her because she was awesome. She was like Wednesday Adams. She was a badass, and now and then she, Casper too. She was the one not scared. She was cool in Casper, and you know, fell in love or whatever. Yeah. Amazing. So anyway, that's what we're going to talk about. That's that's everything for the movie week. We hope you guys continue to join us. We're going to talk about the movies that we watch this week a little bit next week and the following week and all that good stuff. So if you're interested, please join us. And if you don't know our schedule, check our Instagram or other social media. We have our calendar posted. Heck yeah. So anyway... I think that brings our episode to a close. I know. I'm kind of sad. I'm having a lot of fun. This but is a it really might good one. have to do with all those shots I had just had. Oh, which, by the way, for you guys out there, I'm going to edit right after. So sorry about that. If, if the so, editing's if bad, something goes wrong, you know why. Blame her. All I want to do is play games now. It's oh her fault. Oh, my God. Rude. 
As a reminder, we look forward to hearing some of your personal scary stories, especially because we got the Halloween episode coming up. So if you have yes. them, please, before it's too late, because we have to sift through the stories and we want to pick some good and ones. And we want to pick good ones. Well, we're just going to hopefully, you know, I, as many as we can get in for sure. And I'm sure they're all going to be good ones. And in the future, we may use them as bonus episodes. I think that'd be Exactly. Fun. So no story will be ignored. Exactly. Yeah. So the sooner you get it, the more likely you can get it into us. For October. Yeah. Right? So send them to hotwpodcast at gmail.com or contact us through social media, any other ways. Also, just as a heads up, we always post our new episodes every Saturday and we're available on all major podcasting platforms. If we're missing one, you let us know. We'll see mm-hmm. if we can fix that for you. For sure. Thank you guys for joining us today. And if hopefully you drank with us. And if you didn't, we hope you can drink whenever it's responsible to do so. And if you're listening to us because you drank the other night and you're having a raging headache, <laughs> don't worry because the best cure for a hangover is fear. Bye guys. See ya.